whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi the Next Generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland, and today we're talking about Degrassi Next Class Season 2, Episode 2, Hashtag Turned Up. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Netflix summary? Sure thing. Hunter is admitted into a psychiatric ward and realizes that if he ever wants to recover and see Yale again, he must accept professional help. After learning more about racism, Shay considers if she can defend Frankie's stunt. Angry, Zig blames Maya for everything that happened between them. Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. That's the whole thing. I mean, Zig with, like, a little push from Lola for some reason. (laughs) Zig with just, like, Lola justifying his misguided notions. It's a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Truly. Um, The episode is called Hashtag Turned Up. Don't really know why it's called that at all, because I associate that with, like, oh, we're turned, like, we're partying, we're doing other things, like, <laughs> I don't think it has to do with, like, turning up for things unless it's, like, a party or something. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, or maybe my notion is incorrect, but... I mean, I thought it was a weird title. <laughs> I fully don't get it at all. Like, I don't think it works for anything. Also, like, no. I think it's extremely funny how much, like, neither one of us would be able to pull off saying turnt. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm getting turnt. Nope. Can't we do are it. too old and too white. Exactly. I can't pull that um, off. No, I definitely cannot either. As I just said it multiple times, and I'm sure everybody is cringing listening to it. But, like, it doesn't make sense for anything in this episode. I don't understand. (laughs) I mean, I guess, I don't know. This And this still feels like a millennial term, like a young millennial term. But this isn't quite Gen Z yet, I don't think. So I have no idea why we're... This is like the writer's room is like, yeah, sure, slap that on there. Yeah, like that's we my, gotta that's, use this for something. That's yes. my impression as well. It's like, uh, we don't have anything for this one, so <laughs> I don't get it. Um, well, I but... mean, didn't Steven say to us that like he's like, yeah, about halfway through, we were like, I hate these hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> hashtags were a dumb idea. Call a bad call. Yeah, that's d- and I guess. Was this, was this during the time when people were like, hashtag yes, hashtag blessed, hashtag everything? Or is it, I feel like this I feel like that was earlier. After that anyway. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was like 2011, 2012, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It was like, like around that time. I don't know, college. <laughs> yeah. Which again shows how old we are. It was like whenever that was a thing, we were still college aged people. <laughs> Yeah. So we are not the authority on hashtag trends in any way. Um, also, considering we both work, still continue to work in like print media, we're like not, it's not, we don't have our fingers on the pulse. At least I don't really. Yeah. Um, I feel that. <laughs> anyway, 
I guess we can just dive in. Um, we're at the Hollingsworth house, and Hunter is all dressed up to go back to school after being suspended. And I immediately was like, I have a feeling they're taking him somewhere else. But that's also because I, like, read part of the episode description before starting the episode. <laughs> because it just shows up on Netflix. Um, I had the like, same thing. Him. And is like, I'm so proud of you. And then he and his mom drive Hunter to a mental health facility. And he's being put on psychiatric hold. And he is not happy about it. Yeah, that's the gist. I mean, <laughs> oh, also Frankie is apparently at an emergency volleyball meeting. Yeah, and she's trying to defend herself and is in denial about the racism of the prank. I can't remember the specifics of what she was saying because I watched this four days ago, but I did try to take as detailed notes as I could. And Shay is, or actually she's just talking with Shay though, right? Yeah, no, I, I was just uh, saying that the emergency volleyball meeting was what um uh mrs h said which leads me to believe that she has no idea what's going on um right in the frankie world but yeah frankie is meeting up with shay um they're like talking before class or whatever and basically talking about how they uh, no one's gonna play against them until they apologize and as co-captains apparently it's on them even though Shay wasn't involved. And Frankie's like, well, you're going alone. And Shay's like, why? And Frankie's like, well, I have to go see Hunter. Which, like, that probably could have been pushed. Um, also, they could yeah. have pushed the meeting, which Shay says. She's like, well, why don't we just push this meeting? And she's like, I don't think I should go. And that's when we find out that Frankie is the one who drew the gorilla, which I'm pretty sure we knew anyway. Um, yeah, and was, like, the one who... She basically admits that she orchestrated the whole idea and was the one who drew the gorilla. And I think it's also, in, like, it's very telling in this moment that she does not want to go to this meeting. Because nope. on some level, she knows that she did something wrong. But she also is too guilty and in denial to want to admit that. And is like, Shay, you just go deal with this because I'm guilty and I don't want to do anything. <laughs> That's kind of the subtext. Pretty much. The, I mean, of this meeting, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she just doesn't want to take responsibility for anything that she's no. done, you know, and also she's like, she's clearly her thinking. And I, I the um, coach from Northern Tech says the same thing. I think a big part of it is her thinking is it'll go over a lot easier if it's just Shay. Yeah. You know, and because it's like, well, they can't call her a racist, but right. she's also like not taking, she's like, she's looking to Shay for like being like, you're fine. Don't worry. Like she's looking for the okay from her that she isn't racist. Cause she literally ends their conversation with, you know, I'm not a racist, right? And she's like, yeah, of course, you know. And she's like, yeah, you know, that was, we were just, like, making a joke. Like, I don't even get it, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, literally it's just... like, I have a black friend. I can't be racist. Exactly. Like, literally, <laughs> what it's is happening here? 100%. And it's like, she's she's just refusing to accept any sort of responsibility from this or, like, even mm-hmm. admit that she was in the wrong in any sort of capacity, which. It's extremely defensive, which is, yeah, like, pretty part and parcel with this kind of behavior (laughs) yes and also um um, pretty on brand for frankie as a character yeah 
Yeah, I was just so disappointed in this moment. I'm like, ugh, you totally know that you did something wrong, and now you're going to make Shay fight this battle for you. This is so unfair. <laughs> um, But then we're... With Maya and Zig, like, I think Maya, like, arrives at school and Zig, like, greets her very warmly and it looks like they're back together and everyone's like, oh, wait, I didn't know that this was happening. And then, like, they walk away and Maya pulls Zig aside and was like, hey, I didn't know you were telling people we were back together. We should talk about this. And... Grace is also like, what the fuck about the entire situation? Yeah, Grace and Tiny are both like, what the fuck? And like when Sid comes up to Maya, (laughs) she's like, I don't know what to do with this whole situation. It's just very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Um, but then we're back at the psychiatric facility, mental health facility, and Hunter does not think he belongs here. He's very upset. I don't remember what else happens in this scene. <laughs> um, so basically, so there's only a couple things that I want to like talk about about this part, but I thought that this was like, it was really interesting how this entire thing was directed. There's like this, he does this like voiceover and it's very like it, the ways that it's cut. It like, it doesn't feel like something out of Degrassi and like based on his character, it feels very like comic booky to me, almost mm. like a comic book movie. You know? was, was it kind of like a montage of him like checking in to the facility yeah. and like handing over his things and like yeah, yeah definitely and it's like and there's this and he has this he's doing this like voiceover for some of it and some of it's dialogue and like some things are really slowed down and it's like montagey but it's like just like I don't know I just felt like it, they only do it in this one scene which yeah. I thought was weird like they don't do it for the rest of the thing but it is like it's they're definitely like trying to do something with it and I think it's pretty successful except that they stop after doing it for one scene (laughs) I'm like all right good good try we we made an effort the editing team didn't want to do it for that long they were like no just this one you get this one (laughs) we'll see how it goes um, and I've just come across my first of only two fashion notes so and they're both related to Zig so Zig is wearing a very deep V in this basketball scene. And then my only other note is that later he wears like a really dumb faded like ombre black gray shirt at like the end of the episode. And those are the only things I noted down because I was not really paying attention to their clothing. Me neither. To be honest. <laughs> um, my only note is Miles's pink hoodie makes an appearance. Oh, yeah. And then which Hunter then tries to use in an escape plan. Yes. <laughs> Uh, But we'll get to that. But first, Zig and Tiny are playing basketball. And, like, Zig is kind of talking about Maya. And he's like, we're going to talk after school. And I have a group on. So I'm going to take her out to a fancy dinner because we're totally getting back together. And Tiny is basically like, hey, I think you should calm down. And I don't know if this is going where you think it's going. And I think he even says, like, I don't know if it should be this hard. Because Zig is like, it's going to be totally fine. Like, sure, I cheated on her, whatever. But now everything's fine. And Tiny's like, "Mm, please be realistic. Uh, I don't think think what's happening is what you think is happening. Yeah. And this is when we hear from Zig that he plans to marry Maya, which is why he's going, like, this hard into this. And Tiny's like, oh, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. He's what like, a bold <laughs> choice for a 16 year old. <laughs> right. Tiny's like, it shouldn't have to be this hard. I mean, she's just like, she's her high school girlfriend. It's not like you're going to marry her or anything. And Zig's like, um, actually. And I'm like, God, are you fucking? No, you're not. Like, stop it, please. All these children are like planning to get married. It's so ridiculous. But I feel like I you're was 16. the same way. Like, I, I would I'm never have marry. said it out loud, but, like, high school boyfriends, for sure. I would have been like, I might marry this guy. Which, like, in retrospect, looking at every single person I've ever dated in high school is, like, hilarious. I can't imagine marrying literally anybody from my hometown. Like, yeah. just thinking back to high school, I'm like, oh, God. No, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, suburb that I grew up in, but dear God, no. Um... But anyway, then we are back at the mental health facility and Frankie and Miles are visiting Hunter. And this is when Miles has his hoodie and Hunter asks to borrow it because he's cold. And at first I thought he was like, he's borrowing it because there's a zipper and he's going to try to do something with the zipper. But he just like borrowed the hoodie to like create a distraction so he could run out of the room and try to escape. But that plan obviously fails because this place surely has so much security hunter <laughs> like seriously go on and the fr- he tried the first door that he saw which was like an emergency exit door which a lot of the times don't open when you try to open them it literally said will only open in like in a case of an emergency it only opens when the alarm is going off yes <laughs> it says it on the door yes but. it's it's ridiculous but also i thought a similar thing as you did when he w- asked for the hoodie because at the beginning in his voiceover he's talking about how they're not allowed to have like shoelaces or hoodie strings or anything because they're worried yeah. that they'll hurt themselves i was like is he gonna try to get the string and do something i don't know i yeah. got a little bit nervous like, and then i was like oh he's just like stupidly trying to escape that's fine yeah yeah I know I thought he was like it was gonna be like this is gonna come back later and I'm like nope not that kind of show okay got it (laughs) yep but then we are with Shay we're at Shay's house and she's having her meeting with the northern tech captain do we learn the northern tech captain's name I don't think so I don't remember hearing what her name was but I'm sure we will learn it if we didn't in this episode. I can even look it up. I I just wrote down other captain for everything. Yeah. And I just wrote down, like, so many of her quotes. Yeah. <laughs> the wiki doesn't have any information about her name. Wait. Let's see. Guess Cass. Oh, maybe her name is Kara? Kara? While you look it up, I will talk about this a little bit. All right, so basically they are sitting at this meeting, and it's Shay and I want to say Carla. We will find out shortly. And Shay is, like, doing the spiel of, like, you know, we're, we're sorry, et cetera. And um, the other coach is, like, where is the rest of your team? Like, of course they sent you. Um, she's, like, where, like, the, she's, like, did you do this? And Shay is, like, no. She's, like, did you even know about it? And Shay is, like, no. And she's, like, then what am I doing here? Which is a great point. What the fuck? Shay yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah, it's Kara. This apology means nothing. In ge- because Shay had nothing to do with it. And they're sending her as, like, their shield, basically. Which is ridiculous. And, you know, it's just, it's And she immediately knows... 
what's happening. Exactly. She immediately sees through the bullshit. And totally calls them out on it. And, you know, it's... She's uh, she says it's really great thing. She's basically like telling her all the reasons that it's wrong, and yeah. you know she's like saying like all the like you know microaggressions that happen to her on like a daily basis, and she's like, and yeah, that stuff sucks. But like this this was just a joke, and she's like, it's not funny, and she's like, well, it wasn't meant to be racist. And this is my favorite thing that she said, and she says, so what? It was, and like yeah, yeah that's the point. Like. Sure, intention is important, but when it comes to something like this, you know, you can claim that it wasn't your intent up and down, but the fact of the matter is that it still was. Yeah, and also, uh, I think Shay even comes back and says, whoever drew it didn't mean any harm, and then Kara says, but it still hurt because we live in a world where lots of people do mean it like that. How are we supposed to change things if people aren't held accountable for their actions? And I thought that was also... Like a great, like, yep, let's tie it up with a bow. Exactly. <laughs> Intention only gets you so far sometimes. Like, whether you intended it or not, an apology is still owed. Yeah. Because you hurt somebody. Well, that's the thing. And that, I was going to say that as well. Is like, you know, even beyond, like, the racism factor, if you are acting in a way or treating someone in a way that hurts them, if it's not your intention, it doesn't matter because the hurt is still there. Like, sure, exactly. it's worse if it's intentional, worse, quote-unquote. But the hurt is still there. It doesn't change the effect. So, right. like, you know, take care of your shit on the cause. Like, stop. Don't create, like, don't enact those kinds of things if you don't want any sort of consequences. Yeah, and then when you inevitably will, like, make a mistake, not necessarily in a racist kind of way but just in general like when everyone makes mistakes everyone hurts other people's feelings everyone like sometimes your intentions aren't I don't even know what I'm saying but sometimes things go wrong and being able to hold yourself accountable and reflect on your actions and apologize and move forward is just like The first step in being a very good human and trying to just be a better person. Yeah. And I think that's a good lesson, just no matter what is happening. Exactly. But yeah, so the other coach, Kara, you said? Yeah, Kara. K-A-R-A. Makes makes all of the excellent points, Um, you know, and it's... uh, Poor Shay. I just, like, I feel like Shay has, like, grown up with all these people. She knows these people in a certain way that she can overlook them for bad behavior because, you know, it's, I think it's sometimes can be easier to go along to get along without doing any sort of, like, critical thinking on when your friends say something harmful, you know? Yeah. Because it's not like I didn't have, like, in retrospect, in high school, a lot of, like, racist or anti-Semitic friends who would say, like, anti-Semitic things to my face, and I didn't call them out, or they were being racist in other ways, and, you know, despite disagreeing with them, I didn't always call them out as much as I should, and I think that that's just a part of, you know, being young and, you know, growing up around certain kinds of people and not... And just, like, wanting to, like, fit into a group Wanting to have, yeah. And not wanting to make waves. Exactly. And, like, not wanting to lose all your friends. And, like, in retrospect, would I have changed my behavior? And would I have, like, stood up to them? Absolutely. 
but that's also like 29 year old me who <laughs> has lived a life since then and you know exactly was- when you're in the thick of it and you're in high school like and you're subject to all of those like weird social dynamics that and you don't really know anything else especially if like if it's a if it's like you've grown up with these people your whole life and you don't really know anything different or you don't feel comfortable enough to be like you know what maybe these people aren't the best people to hang out with let me go find new friends like that's intimidating as hell especially yeah. when you're like 16 yeah like, well these I already know these people and they like me well enough so like sure I'll excuse this behavior it I'm sh- I'll justify it in my head and tell myself that they didn't mean anything bad by it. Yeah. And also, you know, these girls, like, do genuinely love Shay, and she knows that. So there's, you know, I'm sure that there's, like, a huge part of her that's like, well, they can't be racist. They're, like, you know, so even if they're saying something that maybe, like, sets up, like, an alarm bell in her head or whatever... You know, it's like, well, they can't be racist because I know that they love me and they're my friends. And yeah, they are her friends and they do love her and I don't think they do anything to hurt her. But they're also like super comfortable making comments to her face like Lola in the locker room in the last episode. And like Frankie just putting her on the chopping block and being and essentially, you know, unspoken, but basically being like, well, you're the black girl on the team, so you can deal with this because um, it's going to be bad coming from me. Exactly. Yeah, and then, like, we'll get to her talk with her dad later, but I think it's also important that, like, they talk about, like, the reason behind, like, her friends might be saying things like this is, like, probably ignorance, but that up to a certain point that still isn't an excuse but just like recognizing like your friend even if your friends didn't mean it it's probably because it came from a place of ignorance and that's like another thing that you might want to discuss with them (laughs) like it's like they're not trying to be hurtful to you but they were yeah I mean I think that's definitely a part of it and I think at a certain point it just becomes willful ignorance as well yeah um you know like once you've been told once if you genuinely didn't know beforehand maybe you should believe the people telling you something like that like that's kind of my whole method of like you know if I don't know that something is wrong or whatever and someone says oh no this is this like harms people or whatever like using this word harms people or something of that nature like my go-to is always if someone tells you something is harming them or harming people that they know then stop doing it don't you don't you don't need to die on the hill of like you know using a word that you didn't know was bad or you know like saying like oh but I didn't mean it with my actions and you know like just it was a joke exactly Like, like yeah if someone is telling you that something is harming them then don't do the thing like I feel like it's pretty straightforward (laughs) pretty easy like if someone tells you something is racist and you're like i don't know but you're not of that race then just fucking believe them be like oh shit i didn't know that all right i'll adjust my behavior exactly you know or like if something is like transphobic or like you know whatever like just fucking listen to people jk rowling like i don't know oh my god i don't i can't get into that (laughs) 
That's I mean, gonna be a whole. T- that's gonna be a whole offshoot conversation. I I want to like yes. yell for days about how J.K. Rowling is a turf, but let's keep moving. Mm. But anyway, Shay is now looking at things in a different light. Yeah. Then we're <laughs> then we're with Zig at the restaurant, and Maya sends him a text saying, "Sorry, I can't come. I'm working on a project. Sorry, bye." <laughs> and bails on him yeah which sure and then we are back with hunter who is talking to a therapist and drawing yale and not really being very receptive to this therapist and he keeps talking about how he isn't sick and he's like there's nothing wrong with me i'm not crazy i'm not sick and then she proceeds to list all of the reasons he's like i don't even know why i'm here and then she proceeds to list all the reasons that he's there and can i just say hearing them all listed out is chilling yeah like that's a lot of scary shit man all of that is like big deal stuff yeah and he's like just tell me what i can say to get out of here which is the best method for therapy let me tell you Mm-hmm. And then she's kind of inquiring about who he's drawing, and kind of, and then they kind of get to talking, and she's like, "If you work with me, we can work on like getting back into your friend's good graces, so you can like try to make things better with her." And that is something that he does respond to, and he's like, "All right, give me the homework then." Um, but then. We are back with Zig, who has since invited Lola and Tiny to this dinner, I guess, because he's got to use that group on. My headcanon um, was that he just invited Tiny, who was out with Lola, who refused to let him go without her. Probably. That tracks. Because <laughs> he looked, like, kind of annoyed that she was there. Yeah. And then he's like, she stood me up, blah, blah, blah. And Lola's like, yeah, let me decipher your text message. Uh-huh. Yep, she definitely stood you up. And now Zig is, like, getting angry and is like, it's not just my fault why things, like, fell apart. Like, she basically made me cheat on her, la, la, la. And Lola, like, starts drinking this weird Kool-Aid because she's like, wait, she turned off her phone for, like, three hours while she was in New York with another boy? Obviously, that means she was going to cheat on you. And I'm like, why are we feeding into this? Lola, no, stop it. Well, I Do mean, not encourage this opinion. I feel like Lola and Tiny both had, like, very in-character responses in which, like, <laughs> Tiny was very rational and was like, dude, you fucked up. Like, get over yeah. it. Like. <laughs> you know like just like move you on with your, your life you exactly yeah. totally like you made your bed you cheated on her like fucking just give up already and lola is like wait no you have a case because everything that she's saying about like all the reasons that like he was feeling like fragile and like whatever about everything going on is like very like 15 year old girl like it's very mm-hmm. like you shut your phone off and I you I knew you were with a girl and like that kind of shit like yeah just very just like making assumptions all of the conclusions jumping to all the conclusions living for all the drama Lola at her yeah. best yeah and he's like I'm I need to go talk to Maya and he like leaves to go over to Maya's and <laughs> it's ridiculous um, but then we're with Hunter, who did his therapy homework because he is desperate to talk to Yale. And then his therapist is like, 
um, okay, let's go through this. And he's like, when can I talk to her? And she's like, okay, I said if you worked with me, we would start the process to get to a place where you could eventually talk to her. <laughs> it's like, oh, whoa, 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 slow down. And she's like reading through his things and she notes that he has many negative automatic thoughts and he gets super angry and has a big blow up. Yeah. Oh, she and also says that she thinks that he has depression. He's like, why? Yeah. I'm never sad. I'm just angry. And she's like, well, sometimes that's how depression could manifest in some people. And in, he just has an entire, he gets very angry at that suggestion. And I, does he have to get like carried out of the room? I can't remember if that happens. He like blows up and he, he does like get like pulled out of the room. And like as like the security kind of guys are like pulling him out or whatever, the doctor just says, Hunter, do you think this is a normal response? And I right. thought that that was like just a very succinct, like you need to calm down. Like mm -hmm. look at what you're doing. Exactly. Um, but then we're at home with Shay, and then this is when she pulls her dad aside and asks him, first point blank, like, is this mural racist? Because <laughs> she's having a really hard time just kind of grappling with the whole issue. Yeah. And I thought it was a really great conversation. <laughs> um, and he's trying to tell her, and he's like, uh, yes, it is, definitely. Um... And also, it's kind of a conversation that's like, racism isn't, like, super simple or always have an easy answer. It's not always black and white. And she asks him, why is this racist? And he says, okay, just so you know, comparing black people to monkeys has a really long, messed up history. It was used to justify slavery. People believe that if we were more, more monkey than human, we didn't deserve rights or feelings. And she's like, oh, okay, I had, I did not know that. And I bet you a lot of people who are watching this episode also probably didn't know, like, that specific history. So I'm like, all right, Degrassi. <laughs> and also, he, I just wrote down so many of his quotes. Like, people who haven't experienced racism in their lives can have a hard time seeing this stuff. I don't want you to feel like it's your responsibility to take this on yourself. But if it bothers you and you want to speak up, I would be proud. That last so, line I loved. I thought that was yeah. great. Yeah. I just think it also shows, like, how Shay has also lived in, a, like, a relatively privileged life as well, where she hasn't really had to think about these things either. So it's like everyone can have, like, blind spots when it comes to this stuff. Um, and, like, everyone can be more educated about racism and how to be anti-racist yeah <laughs> too so yeah yeah definitely I mean I I like that she went to her dad and you know that they could kind of have this conversation and that she felt comfortable going to him and I think that he he handled it really delicately about like there being nuances because you know obviously he knows that like the girls on the volleyball team are her friends and he doesn't want to be like your friends are racist but like also yeah. be like you know these it's nuanced and doesn't mean your friends don't love you like but it is fucked exactly. up yeah for in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons right um but then we're at uh maya's window with zig and he's just like 
barging in and he like steps on our project and he's like, you know, this is your fault too. And it's just like a whole mess. And she's like, you need to leave. This is crazy. When you invited me out to this dinner, I got scared because I don't know if us getting back together is a good idea. Because it's a terrible idea. Also, he breaks her project and then he's like painfully trying to put it back together like while they're yelling at each other and she's like stop doing things and he's like I'm trying to fix it and she's like you're only making it worse like I see what you guys did yep so subtle (laughs) Degrassi writers subtle as ever (laughs) um and then we are back with Hunter who's having a breakthrough like yeah in his sleep yeah on his scary actions in his sleep and he is then we're in therapy with him and he's comparing himself to Sisyphus and like who's rolling the boulder up the hill and Miles and his mom are here for this as well and the therapist is like everyone has their own boulders but through therapy we can help you with your boulder make it a little bit easier to get up that hill and I'm like wonderful metaphor time let's help hunter with his boulder i love this therapist yeah she says that they can either make the boulder smaller or find tools to make it easier to get it up the hill and i think that that was a great analogy for like medication versus like more like like plus therapy versus like just like behavioral therapy and like tools for your life or whatever but she's amazing i'm very confused as to why miles and uh, Mrs. H are just here for, here this, for this very important <laughs> private session. I don't know. Maybe he wanted them there. Who knows? Um, but, oh, and he's going to write a letter to Yale and have Miles deliver it to her. Yes. Um, but then we're with, we're in front of the school with Zig and his weird, dumb, faded shirt thing. And he tried to, like, redo Maya's project for her as an apology. And then they finally talk, frankly. And she's like, things are not the same. He wants to fix things, but Maya isn't ready. And she thinks they need to go their separate ways. And he's like, "Like, will things ever go back? Like, will we ever get back together? And she's like, anything's possible. And I'm like, don't give him this false hope, Maya. Seriously. Don't say that. But that's, like, so classic Maya. This is, like, the third time she's done this to Zig. <laughs> to Zig specifically. To Zig specifically. She just does this to him over and over again. Yeah. And it's, like, he made his own bed. Like, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Like, you know, but just, uh, like, she she did it after Cam, and I, she did it, like, after Miles. Like, she just keeps doing this to Zig. And I feel like Zig just needs to, like, be like, okay, I'm done. Like. Have yeah. some respect for yourself, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but then we're back with Hunter, and Yell has come to visit after getting the letter. And he tells her that he's depressed, and he also might have episodal defying disorder. And he's apologizing, and he says, Sometimes when I'm angry, I want to hurt people. When you got mad at me about the trolling, I wanted to hurt you, too. I'm so, so sorry. And it's just, like, a very nice moment for Hunter to actually, like, be recognizing, like, the struggles that he has and to be apologizing to Yale about everything. 
Even things she didn't know about. Like, he's, like, fully coming clean about, like, there's something very AA about it. Like, it's very ninth step that he's, like, these are all of the bad things that I've done to you, even the ones that you didn't know about, because it's, like, time for him to be as honest with himself as he can. And that's, like, the whole point of that is, like, to be, like, even the things that, like, I feel really shameful of that, you know you didn't even know about like if I'm to grow as a person and like work on my mental illness I need to like be able to tell you everything and like so I'm not holding anything inside and I I think it's a really nice moment um and he does ask her if she hates him and she says no and he asks her if she's afraid of him and she says I don't think so um but she does need to take some time which is understandable which is extremely fair and he's like okay yeah I understand that is that makes sense yeah um and he hugs miles yeah that's very nice and it's like oh hunter's on the right path let's hope it stays this way i hope so like very proud of him though me too he's so much better this way i'm like can we just can we just have like working on himself honest hunter (laughs) instead of scary hunter yeah but then we are in the final scene of the episode, back in the gym f- for volleyball practice. Oof. And Shay walks in uh, and yeah. sees Lola and Frankie, like, talking about the monkey thing and joking about it. And Frankie, I don't even really, I don't totally remember what they're saying, but she's like, I mean, monkeys are cute anyway. Like, they should be thanking me for, like, draw it was like something along those lines but i don't totally remember it was so she was so she what the the monkeys are cute thing was a thing she's like monkeys are cute i don't even get like why they're offended and lo was like totally if i was rich i would get a pet monkey and they're like blah 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 whatever it's like it's horrible um and shay is like listening in on this happening and then frankie's like i bet they wouldn't have even been offended if i was better at art like if if my art skills were improved and i was like better in art class or whatever they wouldn't have even been offended because it would have been a better looking monkey and shay is like i gotta talk to you basically yeah she's like i need to shut this conversation down immediately i need to talk to you immediately and she's lightly confronting frankie about her racism yeah and she says whether you meant it that way or not it hurt people and if we let you stay on the team it makes it seem like we're okay with it um like i'm okay with it and i'm not yeah i think you made a really big mistake a mistake it's not my job to fix yep i think you have to quit and then i wrote and hopefully apologize as well (laughs) but god willing yeah and frankie is just kind of like she looks like she's been hit by a truck she's like what oh my god consequences for my actions yeah and that's how the episode ends. And it's yeah. like, Frankie, I think you got to quit because this wasn't cool. And yeah. we got to make a statement. Frankie, like, so Frankie, like, most definitely needs to be, like, talked to some more. Um, but is anything with Lola ever going to be addressed? Because Lola's been just as bad. Exactly. I don't know. Is Lola also, just the off the hook? Going along with it is also not great. <laughs> Like, it wasn't just Frankie. There were a lot of people who were complicit in this entire prank. Yes. And participated in the prank. Yes. And I understand. And it's like, Frankie, 
is like the scapegoat and like is going to be the one who an example is made of but I feel like that's not enough and that's not going to be what like helps solve the problem or I mean I don't I don't want to say solve the problem because this is such like a nuanced issue but I feel like just having Frankie quit is gonna be like a short-term fix to be like oh we did something all right moving on and then like I don't know if any lessons are actually going to be learned yeah here I I'm just like just don't be vocal about your racism or you'll get quit kicked off of the volleyball team it's like um I feel like more needs to happen here totally and like and we've like we've personally within the show like watched Lola make like several racist comments and I feel like a lot of it is just like whatevered away because she's such a dummy right but like I feel like we've learned over time that Lola is secretly not a total dummy she's not a dummy and just because someone's kind of stupid doesn't mean that they can just like say things and get away with it and you're gonna be like oh them like no exactly (laughs) that's not how this works she made a very blatantly offensive like oh they all look like criminals comment which was extremely problematic. It was extremely problematic, especially because she then turned to Shay and said, no offense. No like, offense. It's what? like, there's no, there's no mystery about what she was talking about. Um, and I know, like, we see her go on more of a journey about this later, but I'm still, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I hope that, like, she we'll also see. gets, like, her talking to, you know? Like, it's, she cannot be off the hook for this. Right. As much as Frankie, like, for sure needs to be on the hook for this. But also, my my, fi- my final note for this episode is Frankie gets kicked off every team. <laughs> Wait, what else was she kicked off of? Cheerleading. She was? Yeah. She was, she was. Oh, for the she was chat shit. Yeah, she was, she was basically, like, she became the scapegoat for Zoe. Oof. Right, 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 right. And then was, she does. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh boy, just Frankie can't stay on a sports team. It's fine. This time she didn't yeah. deserve it. She does not deserve volleyball captain. No. No. Um. All right. <laughs> Do we have any grapevine? Um. I believe that we have tweets. Do you know if we have any emails? So we do not have any tweets. I was wrong. Um, But we do have a review from our friend Kyle F., who is a longtime listener, and we appreciate you. And previous winner of our Whatever It Takes book giveaway from when we had Steven on the episode. Yes. I do recall that. Um, I scrolled back in our Twitter DMs. I was like, oh, yeah, we did that. We did. We did. Um... (laughs) So Kyle F. wrote us a review. Um, I believe their Twitter username is at ChibiUFO. Um, but Kyle wants to be friendshiped with Adam. So do you are, are you capable of, of doing a, a, a ship right now or am I doing a fanfic? How are oh, you I feeling? thought you were doing it. Am I doing it? <laughs> All right. I'm I'm going to do it. All right. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's totally okay. I'm just, I wasn't prepared. Okay. 
So you are at, you are away from home. You are at like a sleepover camp situation and you like find out who all of your like bunkmates are in your cabin or whatever and everyone seems kind of lame and you're not super stoked whatever and then this guy comes in and you're like oh he's super cool and he it turns out that he's not actually in your bunk but he's like an assistant counselor situation but you guys become like really good friends over the course of your time at camp and you exchange numbers and you stay friends afterwards and there's a lot of like heartwarming television movie sleepaway camp situations <laughs> maybe You're you guys like marshmallows maybe you guys you like go, go on canoeing. a i was gonna say canoeing <laughs> i don't know why i made adam an assistant counselor it just like felt like the right <laughs> age bracket <laughs> sure i don't think we've done a camp friendship slash romance thing yeah but in I, fan fiction anyway I, maybe yet, it, maybe so. it's because whenever i went to sleep away camp i always ended up becoming friends with the counselors because <laughs> <laughs> that's who i am as a person <laughs> fair yeah i always hated sleep away camp <laughs> me too Every year, the the whole time, I would be miserable. And then the last day, they would, like, make it really fun and memorable and, like, make everyone sad about not coming back next year for, like, the whatever. And then, like, I'd be like, oh, I want to do camp again. And my mom was like, you hate it every time. Why do you keep doing this to me? All you do is send me letters about how, how you hate camp. And then at the end of the year, you ask me to spend however many hundreds of dollars to do this. I always I mean I feel like like the whole social maneuvering was always so stressful because I was such a shy child that trying to make friends with strangers was so intimidating so I ended up just like not being good at that and then that if you don't have like camp friends then camp sucks so much yeah but you're like but I'm too shy I don't know how to make friends I need someone to help me with that but it's like and then you have the people who like go the same time every year so they just have their friends who are there every year and you're like well I can't break into that group I it was always just so stressful so stressful at mine there was the like the camp owner's daughter was a little bit older than me, but also was going to camp at the same time. So she had, like, her clique of friends. And on top of that mm-hmm. was friends with all of the counselors. So it was like, I was right. like, man, I, like, can't get in anywhere. But the first <laughs> um, crush I ever had on a girl, like, earnest crush, not, like, TV crush, was a <laughs> camp counselor at my camp. Maybe that's why mm. I did the Adam thing for this. But, yeah, camp counselor <laughs> at my camp. And she used to wear, like, cool T-shirts she once said talk nerdy to me that all of my friends at the time, like at the camp, were making fun of. And I was like, I think that's really funny and cool. And you guys suck. <laughs> like, you just don't get how cool and funny she is. And I was like, and like, and you know, and they she were like, why can't you stop talking about this camp counselor? And I was like, I'm not sure yet, but I feel like I'll figure it out. <laughs> I can't shut the fuck up about her. Oh, my God. All, we didn't know any of the the like way my camp was faceted is like we didn't know any of the camp counselors' names. They all had like weird nicknames. 
and that was it like you never learned their real name they were just nicknames and they were also like mostly australian for some reason oh the counselors yeah it was i guess it was like (laughs) there's what were the nicknames i though the girl that i like had a huge crush on she had like short brown hair she was super cool but her name was pockets and i don't remember why but it was definitely not her real name not to be confused with a real human person that i met when i was working at a jewelry store who dropped off something to get repaired whose legal name was pockets interesting yeah so so i've known two pocketses (laughs) in my time (laughs) one real one fake gotcha yeah um yeah but yeah no i was obsessed with her to a degree that my friends were like i don't understand what's happening and i was like me neither (laughs) (laughs) just 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 don't worry about it yet (laughs) we'll figure it out together yeah (laughs) um all right well that was the grapevine um if you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment you can tweet at us at degrassi pod you can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com and you can listen to us pretty much anywhere but if you're on apple Podcasts, if you could rate review and subscribe that would be super cool and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to suggest to the humans? Um, yesterday, I watched the entirety of Russian Doll and enjoyed it. So I'll recommend that. It's nice. on Netflix. It's really good. Nice. Natasha Leon. She's great. I love Natasha Leon. But I'm a cheerleader is a triumph truly yeah where was it with you that we saw her as like the third like guest member of a podcast oh yeah of on how did this get made yeah yeah she was great i love natasha leon um i am going to recommend a podcast did i recommend the kurt brownoller podcast yet it's like we've only been doing this for like (laughs) three weeks and already i've forgotten what i've suggested but i can't remember what's the podcast (laughs) uh it's called bananas um i don't think you've recommended bananas okay good good because i don't think you have (laughs) i don't know if if not it's worth recommending twice but it's called bananas with kurt brownoller and scotty landis and they it's basically like it's it's not i wouldn't call it a news podcast because they do like my favorite version of the news which is like not the kind of news that we can like laugh at and care about anymore because the news is so insane all the time but it's like the like insane news stories like man has penis like attached to arm for four years Uh, (laughs) like sheep eats all of neighbor's fruits and gets really drunk like you know that kind of shit like things that are like truly very strange and funny and they just read those to each other and kind of like local newsy. <laughs> yeah, but like it's like from around the world because the internet and it's like they just kind of like talk to like one comedian or like friend or whatever a week who like gets in on it and it's very funny. It's like I find it to be incredibly soothing because it's like these are technically current events, but they're current <laughs> events that don't make my eyeballs explode. Right. And it's very funny and light and like brings me joy. <laughs> All right. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.